Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Power ratings. Oh, gamblers love power ratings. Josh, power ratings. I'm thinking you're a guy who should start your own power ratings. We've heard of Ken Palm and we've heard of Sabermetrics. I've got an idea. How about the Applebaum app? We can call it the Apple app. What do you think? Oh, man, we should have come up with this years and years ago, Ron. I love this idea. Yeah, you're going to be our, my uh, my right-hand man, though, right? Well, here's the thing. I want you to come up to me one day, and as an advertisement for that app, I'll be sitting, like, right up near the window of a restaurant. And then you're going to bang on the window. And you're going to say, do you like the apple? And I'll go, of course. And then you'll show me, see, I got these numbers. How do you like them apples? Oh, man. Did you just throw a little Goodwill hunting at me? Because you know I'm a sucker for uh, for old Matt Damon Boston movies. I have no idea because there might be a lawsuit involved. In the meantime, we'll get the lawyers on this here on the Everything Guide. Josh Applebaum, Ron Flatter here. Josh, did you think I was going to go find my way into Boston eventually on these podcasts? You know what, Ron? We've been doing quite a few at this point, and uh, you never cease to amaze me. I always look forward to the intros <laughs> to each uh, each podcast, and it gets better each time. So keep them coming. Fortunately, uh, we don't let you down after the intro because we've got Josh, and we've got power ratings today. Whatever the sport may be, there's power ratings. And What's good to appreciate with power ratings is that gamblers can use those to maybe smooth the tide, to deal with all the hills and valleys. You hear all the hype, you hear all the dour things, but eventually power ratings can draw you to an even keel middle that gives you a good basis on which to make bets. 
Yeah, so Ron, today, great show lined up here. We're going to talk power ratings, and really this is a term you hear a lot in the gambling community. Uh, we're going to talk about why it's important, what it means, how you can use it to your advantage, but even more importantly, we're going to talk to an expert, Steve Mackinnon of VEASAN, our Point Spread Weekly editor, who puts out some fantastic power ratings for most of the major sports, comes to those conclusions. But really the goal today is to walk through what is a power rating? Why is it important? How do you use it to become a better, better? So I think the first thing we got to realize, Ron, is uh, let me throw this at you. Sometimes people say power rankings. Some Sometimes people say power ratings. In your opinion, or how do you differentiate the two? What is the difference between a ranking and a rating? I'm about to learn. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> So this is something, you know, that that uh, they used to be synonymous terms, mostly the same kind of thing, but they are different. You know, you look at power really? rankings. Yeah, power rankings are basically just, you know, we'll talk, we'll lean a lot on the NFL today because it's the most popular league, kind of the easiest one to get your feet wet if you want to start making your own power ratings. But rankings are just in the NFL, in the NFL 1 through 32, best to worst. But really your power ratings are different. That's why they're important uh, as sports bettors. And really this is what differentiates uh, what we call pros and joes, sharps and squares, is that developing power ratings allows you to uh, have differentials between each team. So it's not just that, you know, the Chiefs are number one and the Jaguars are number 32. We need to f- create ratings to find out what would the point spread be between those two different teams. So that's really the key here. You know, with power ratings, the most important thing is being able to develop your own lines and set your own lines. It's a completely different way of betting on sports. What you're trying to do is kind of think like an odds maker, set your own lines based on your own power ratings. They can be subjective. We'll get to that later. But the goal is to look look for discrepancies. So you set a line and you say, okay, maybe the Chiefs should be a seven-point favorite, but the odds makers open them at minus six. Boom, you've identified value, and you're maybe going to get down early on the Chiefs in that in that position. So, you know, power ratings, they're not the end-all, be-all. They're a starting point. They're one piece to the handicapping puzzle. But it all comes back to the fact that pros bet numbers, not teams. You hear that all the time in the in gambling circles, and it's the truth. Power ratings is basically developing your own lines, comparing them to the books, looking for actionable value so that you can get down and hopefully uh, win a few bets along the way. Josh, here in Boston, I got a guy in Wisconsin right now who is as plugged in as anyone could be, whether they're power rankings, power ratings, or whatever you may call them. As you mentioned, he is the editor of Point Spread Weekly, Steve Mackinnon. Steve, when did you first start diving into power ratings or rankings or whatever? Uh, well, hey, guys. Uh, thanks uh, for having me on, uh, Ron Josh. Uh, I've, I've been actually doing this since uh, about 15 years ago. I, I started putting uh, my own numbers together to to, I first used them in trying to beat the uh, beat the Vegas guys, and uh, since then I've actually been able to help in creating numbers along the way, and then also now back to uh, helping the betters attack them as well. So, Steve, it's so great to have you on today because uh, you really do fantastic work, especially Point Spread Weekly. I always look forward to checking out your latest power ra- uh, power ratings. They really help me a lot. So I wanted to ask you first, you know, uh, power ratings can be really intimidating. It's it's hard to figure out, okay, I can, in my head, kind of rank all the teams in order, but how do you make it easy or how do you sell it to a new better, even though it's kind of daunting to get it started? Why is it important and, and how is it uh, important as a better to learn how to set your own power ratings? Well, I think in general, as a better, you want to uh, get a feel for the strength of teams on a point-by-point basis. 
So what I typically do in, in for any season, any sport, is I create a general rating for the average team. Let's say there's 30, 32 NFL teams. Teams 16 and 17 should typically be the average teams. Uh, and I will start with those teams by giving them a rating that is uh, right about the average score in a given game. So I think lately it's been about 22 to 23 points per game for an NFL team. And uh, my average teams will start at that level and I'll go up or down based upon how basically how the market and how uh, the experts judge the other teams. So in terms of, you know, coming up with numbers for each teams, are there certain statistics you rely on? Let's just take NFL, for example. I think, you know, for a new better who's looking to create their own power ratings, I think NFL is really the go-to sport just because there's only 32 teams. College is much more difficult with so many more teams. The NFL, a lot of the information is widely available overall. So when you're setting your ratings, do you look, how much do you put at, you know, how much weight do you put on last season? Um, you know, what stats do you lean on? Basically coming up with these numbers, what kind of information is most important to you ranking and rating these teams? Okay, well, you want to obviously start off with scoring stats. I mean, the, the, the points per game uh, uh, for and against are obviously going to be your most important stats. I, I tend to dig a little deeper when I go into yards per play numbers, that type of thing. However, when you consider both of those angles, you definitely have to consider the strength of schedule. That is the most important influential factor in judging whether uh, a team's statistics are, are worth their weight. So I, what you need to do is have a set of power rating for every team, uh, go through the list, look at the, team, at the opponents that that team has played, and, and judge their, their statistics based upon the strength of that schedule that they played. And in terms of just kind of the metamorphosis of creating your power ratings, can you walk us through uh, when you're doing these things? Like, you know, are you starting in the off season? What changes do you have to make throughout the season? You know, during the season, how how can uh, you know performance affect maybe your power ratings overall? And I think it's important to stress too, like you know, this is kind of a 24/7 type thing. You know, it's it's like a plant; you got to water it. These power ratings. So, can you just talk about kind of the daily grind of of keeping these power ratings, you know, fresh and and actionable? Yeah, absolutely. That it's one of you have to set up a routine. It's one of the most crucial things you do to to keep track of power ratings and make sure they're accurate at that point in time. So, what I will typically do on a season long basis is I will go back, uh, let's say we're between the off-seasons and in the NFL. I'll look at, back at last year's uh, end-of-season power ratings. I'll analyze some of the uh, the moves the team made. I'll, I'll analyze the perception in the market by both uh, bookmakers and by, uh, if you want to call them, the, the experts in the industry. Uh, I will, I'll use some of those things. Now, uh, when I adjust my numbers at that point, because there is a natural normalization curve that you need to kind of uh, needs to be reflected in your power ratings for the NFL, because you can't possibly go back to week 16 or 17 of last year and put those same numbers in because there's a lot of momentum lost. There's obviously offseason moves made. And then, uh, hey, you, you may have new coaching. You may have new players, a key position. So uh, I'll typically go upon a, a Maybe if you want to use adjusted numbers as a good way to put it for the first maybe four weeks of the season. And then by about 20 to 25% into a season, I'm able to account all the stats from the current year's games and use those as the basis for making uh, some different types of adjustments to the ratings. 
Thank you some great information. Again, you can find a lot of Steve's great work at uh, Point Spread Weekly, the weekly digital magazine at VEASAN. But Steve, too, kind of just looking at your power ratings, uh, this is heading into the 2020 season. You know, you have Kansas City ranked as your number one team, a power rating uh, grade of 31. You know, your worst team is Jacksonville with a power rating of 17.5. So can you kind of speak to... Um, you know, kind of how you came up with those numbers. But then, you know, I think the key with power ratings is, you know, ideally if you're doing them well, Kansas City's a 31, you know, Jacksonville is a 17 and a half. I'm bad at math. What's that, like a 13-point spread right there, 13 and a half? Correct. Yeah, is, is that's the, the basically the goal. You're bad at math. I'm the guy <laughs> who's bad at math. Come on, guys. <laughs> but is that kind of what you're, what you're trying to do here, Steve? Yeah, so Kansas City is a, a perfect example of h- how you can actually analyze a team's power rating because I've actually dropped them two and a half points since they've won the Super Bowl uh, back in uh, February. Reason being, again, I go back to this normalization thing. You, you, bookmakers are fairly conservative, I feel, in setting lines for the early parts of the season as they use a lot of what happened last year. I tend to be a little more, uh, I guess, uh, aggressive in my adjustments that I make uh, two and a half points would seem to be a lot. They haven't lost a whole lot. Uh, they obviously resigned Patrick Mahomes. They're in a good position. However, you, you got to be careful when you, when you set these lines too high in the first parts of the season. Uh, for instance, a, a couple trends like I can share with you just currently going on right now. Uh, road favorites. And I should know, I should know we're recording this in July of 2020. So if you're Yep. Listening after we're all dead, there and not mine now it was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean this is this is stuff that uh, this is sort of foundational trends. If you look at the road favorites of seven or more uh, in week one are on a one and eight against the spread slide. Home double digit favorites are just six and thirteen against the spread in uh, in week one. So if you look at that, that goes to show you you don't want to put. To, to rely too heavily on, on a, what happened last year as a team, because that's the only reason that these teams get to be such high favorites in week one. There is some normalcy that, that returns to a team. They have good momentum. Their, their slate is clean. So you got to be careful about uh, about looking back too much at last year. Now, one of the things that, that helps me a lot is throughout the season, I rely on actually three statistical ratings to build what I call my overall power rating. The first one is called my effective strength ratings, and it's purely statistical grade based upon how a team does against the schedule on a play-by-play basis. Uh, the next one is a, a, called my betters ratings, which is a, uh, if you want to call it a market rating, it judges how the, the betting market uh, looks at a specific team based upon closing lines and the teams that that team has faced. And the third one is a momentum rating, which takes into account their performance over the last three to four games. So I combine these to form what is called an, what I do my overall power rating, and it gives more strength to that rating as I uh, as you move throughout the season. I think some great intel there, Steve. And just you know a couple more here talking about the NFL still, kind of going back to that example of Kansas City being rated a 31 on your power ratings, Jacksonville a 17 and a half. Ideally, in a I think the key there is a neutral site. It's a 13 and a half point spread, but. Can you talk to how you make adjustments? Because you got to, you know, kind of the goal here is to create your own power ratings and then make adjustments based on, okay, let's factor in home field, let's factor in injuries, weather. Um, how much adjustments do you make to these power ratings based on what's going on today? Or do you really lean on a lot of kind of the homework that you did previously, maybe throughout the offseason? 
I would say at this point, I rely on the homework that I've done throughout the, the offseason. If if something happens between now and week one uh, that's impactful on a line, let's say they lose a one of the team loses a key player, uh, maybe it's determined uh, throughout uh, the first week's games that home field advantage is going to mean uh, less in a season such as this. That type of thing. It's going to be. It's going. Those are going to have to be adjustments made on the fly. Now, uh, if you take like say, let's say Jacksonville and Kansas City matched up in week one. Thir- let's say the number is 13 and a half, just like I have the difference on a neutral field. If the game ends up being a 14 point game where the teams played out uh, their, uh, on a scrimmage basis uh, about a 14 point type of difference, I probably won't move either of those teams that week. Inter- great stuff, Steve. And I, I think, you know, let's say, okay, you've created these great power ratings. Now, in terms of actually placing your bet looking for value, do you kind of just sit back and say, okay, I got my power ratings ready. You know, each week I'm looking at the matchups, waiting for the lines to come out. Let's say that that Chiefs hypothetical Jaguars game, again, you're a 13 and a half, depending on home field and stuff like that. If Are you sitting back and saying, okay, the odds makers open the Chiefs at minus 10. I'm going to pound them immediately. You know, if the line's higher, I'm going to take the Jags. Am I going to wait? Can you kind of talk about the thought process of, um, again, that's power rating, something you really lean on, but what are some other factors? Are there anything that maybe trumps your power ratings or is it strictly comparing your numbers to the sports books and really looking for big discrepancies? Okay. In terms of my power ratings, I would use those as maybe the basis of for looking at where I expect the line to be. Okay. So that, that's different than what I want to play as a better. So let's say I expect that line to be 13 and a half points. It comes out at 10. That to me is, uh, sounds off an alarm to me. Why is this line like it is? That doesn't mean I'm going to hit it hard immediately when it comes out. I'm going to look deeper into that line. Maybe, uh, maybe I miss something. I, and that happens. You know, you, you make adjustments. Uh, may, maybe I missed a, a two Chiefs linemen are out for the season or, or, or out for that week, that type of thing, where I, I didn't adjust that enough. Uh, to, so I will dig deeper into that game before I hit it, if you will, and uh, see see if there's something that I missed. Very interesting. I love it. Um, Steve, just kind of any last tips here? I know power ratings, hopefully we're trying to make them not so um, you know daunting and hard. Hopefully the, the concept here is that, you know, it's hard to start, but the more you do it, the more beneficial they're going to become to you. And the more years you put into it, the better that you'll be out of it. It's a lot of, you know, trial and error throughout uh, kind of just getting your feet wet here. But any last basic tips kind of sell the importance of power ratings and maybe just tips for new betters looking to get into creating their own power ratings. Yeah. Again, I think one of the things that you have to really consider when you look at power ratings, the power in, and you can get power ratings all across the board. So many different sites or uh, media outlets will have power ratings. Now, again, these power ratings are meant to give you an indication of the strength of a team. Now, that doesn't mean that that team's going to not underperform a certain week or it's not going to outperform its normal standards in that game. So you got to look at other sort of systematic things that they have. And maybe they're playing their third straight road game, uh, which which, may not be accounted for in a power rating. Um, maybe they're they're coming off a, a bigger uh, win over a division rival. And now they're playing a lesser opponent. Those letdown scenarios don't get accounted for in power ratings. So those are the types of things you have to consider beyond the actual power rating. 
Now, the other thing that I talked about my three other types of strength ratings that I use, those are also very important in my handicapping routine. So sometimes I'll see situations where the betting market looks at a team much more favorably than I do. I typically like to hit games like that a little harder because, uh, again, I know you talk about this type thing all the time, contrarian type of plays. Yep. When a team, when a, the betting market loves a team, that's typically the type of team you don't want to be on. So these are all types of things that I use my power ratings for determining, uh, if, if you want to call it from a numerical basis. Before we let you go, uh, Steve, I wanted to ask you about power ratings that are popular that you might not be a part of and you might not know the criteria. The one that comes to mind right away for me is the NET or the net that the NCAA uses, which replaced the RPI in college basketball. We really don't know what the secret sauce is. Do you trust it? And if you do, is it because of the results or because you crack the code? Well, I tell you what, there is something that I do like a lot in the NCAA, and it's probably very similar to what you're talking about, the, the Ken Palm ratings. Yes, puts a lot sure. of puts a lot of work in those. Like you, you can tell, and it's based upon a possession by possession type of thing. Like that's how I do my ratings. And and as I, I'll every once in a while throughout the season, I'll compare mine to his. And oh wow, usually very close. So I know my my logic, and I know the Ken Palm ratings are very popular amongst the professionals in the industry. Uh, I know if I'm getting close there, that I'm probably on to something. So my formulas are pretty pretty solid. We're going to make him rich, Josh. We've had your Apple app. We're going to have the Big Mac app, the Steve Mackinan app. We're going to start that. He'll have his own secret sauce. We'll make him a billionaire, and he'll never talk to us again. Right, Steve? <laughs> hey, I love talking to you guys, man. <laughs> All right, and find him at Steve Mackinan. That's S-T-E-V-E. That's the easy part. M-A-K-I-N-E-N, at Steve Mackinan on Twitter. And, of course, find him as the core and the glue that is point spread weekly steve mackinan thanks for your time here on the everything guide hey thank you guys and uh, appreciate your uh, continued efforts in making point spread weekly as uh, great as it's been oh thank you very much and let's see what uh, josh has in store for us on the other side especially uh when to start power ratings we'll ask josh that as we continue on the everything guide Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, it's really Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. With Josh Applebaum, Ron Flatter here on the Everything Guide. So, yeah, we turned Steve loose, but, uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about him and others and power ratings and when to start and what to use and what not to use. So what is your outline and how does your calendar work building up to a season? So I think, you know, if you really want to be successful at sports betting and really the goal here is no matter what type of better you are at VEASAN, our goal is to help you make smart bets. But, you know, if you really want to become good at something, you got to put a lot of work into it. So I think power ratings are kind of a microcosm of that, you know, to really get the most out of them. It's kind of a 365 type endeavor where you're really doing a ton of homework, really starting way early, you know, in the offseason before a season starts looking at. You know, in one way, it's kind of easy. You can go off a lot of stuff from the previous year. But again, like Steve said, you got to account for, um, you know, changes, player transactions, trades, free agency, coaching. I think with power ratings going into a new season, a big thing I lean on is stability. Teams who have uh, reached a lot of returning starters and same coach quarterback combination. Uh, guys who had a lot of minutes last year are, are coming back that next year. Any kind of teams who, you know, have a big transition and a lot of changes that may be something you may be a little more wary of. But again, to me, Ron, I think it, it's a it's a constant thing. I think your off season is really where you put in the work. And then kind of the goal there is, you know, once you've, it's kind of a twofold. One, if you do it well, you can set your own lines and come up with, uh, kind of think of yourself as an odds maker and look for discrepancies. But also all that work, like let's say, let's say your power rankings are terrible. It, that's okay because you're gonna get better over time, but also, all that time you put into creating those power power ratings are only going to help you because you studied all these teams, you look at all these stats. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an exercise in itself to kind of just keep your finger on the pulse uh, of a league. And it's, again, a 24-7 type grind, but there are so many benefits to it overall. Hopefully you're, you know, you're finding good numbers and capitalizing on maybe inefficiencies in the market. 
It sounds a lot like when you're a fantasy player and then you jump back into normal sports gambling, you've got such a knowledge base to begin with that you can go from there. But what about what Steve was describing? I was flashing on the thought that, okay, he has his own power rankings and they look a lot like Ken Palm, or let's say it's the Sagarin ratings or something like that. Would you say it's maybe a better use of your time to go to those if you keep coming up with the same results? I would totally agree with that because, yeah, to me, you know, obviously it's going to be really difficult for you to just jump in and create great power rankings. It's going to take a lot of time. We're not going to lie here. But lean on the experts who've been doing this for years and years, decades, really. So Jeff Sagarin, uh, Sagarin.com, USA Today. He's got fantastic college football ratings. We've talked a lot about Ken Palm uh, throughout the Everything Guide. You know, we had a whole episode on college hoops, why he's so uh, beneficial. It's really just you know, the, when you talk about advanced ratings and ranking teams, there's nobody better than Ken Palm. So I would go to really kind of the experts to lean on. That way you can really learn from them and kind of just understand or really compare yourself, like Steve said, to what you're creating, to what they're creating. But again, don't think you're going to become an expert overnight. It takes a lot of time. Lean on the experts who have already proven to have a great track record of, uh, of being accurate overall. Without necessarily mentioning names, and if you want to, then you're on your own there. But as far as ones to avoid, do you look at those? And I even asked Steve this, you know, if you don't know the criteria or if you don't know a track record going in, do you have red flags that go up on power rankings that might be out there? And you say, nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You know, great book, Nate Silver, The Signal and the Noise. I think oh, you sure. know, it's, it's very hard to find the signal um, amongst the noise. And when you look at power rankings, power ratings, everyone has their own. I think one cool thing is that it, you can be subjective and, and it's kind of an exercise in what's important to you, learning on, you know, leaning on stats that to you are most meaningful to a winning team. Like a winning team usually has what? A lot of yards per play, low, low turnovers, you know, uh, good categories and ranking in the top five, top 10. Bad teams have a lot of turnovers and in, in that kind of thing. So you can kind of make it your own by leaning on whatever stats you think are really indicative of success overall. But I would take a lot of what you see as a grain of salt. I mean, we talked about Sagarin and Ken Palm as really the exception to the rule. Overall, I wouldn't put a lot of trust in what you see on, um, you know, the major networks that throw stuff out there. And a lot of times they'll do it just to uh, maybe put a team way too high or way too low and create a whole media day content of back and forth. You're wrong. You're an idiot. All that stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I would be very wary of what you're seeing online and really just Sagarin, you know, Ken Palm, our guy, Steve Mackinnon, lean on those really, really respected, um, you know, power rating setters who, who have proven over time to be correct. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, this is something I learned when I was working on news that weather models will come up and they'll have five different ways that a storm may track. And I did learn that television stations will look at the one that's going to create the most impact not necessarily the one that is the most likely to happen so i think that goes to what you're speaking of in sports that you create a number just to create debate uh, yeah be, be very <laughs> careful with that so in essence too as you're doing your own or you're starting out using power rankings to me this reminds me of trying to develop a curveball when you're a kid you're either going to be wild or the curveball's not going to break enough and it's going to get hit over the fence. You just have to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. Yeah, that's the key. And really, that's kind of sports betting in general. You know, it's, it's hard. Yeah, and, and it really annoys me a lot of times when you see a lot of stuff online. And, you know, it's I have this lock tonight and it's so easy to beat the books. And we have, you know, it's, it's hard. But if you stick with it, that's really how you're going to get better. There's no secret 
um, silver bullet to becoming, you know, a great power rating setter or the sharpest guy in the room. It's all about experience and the more work you put into it. Um, but I think that's really important. I think, you know, I would recommend uh, a lot of listeners here to check out a great post by Matty Humans of VEASAN. He kind of talked about how uh, there are there's there's kind of a, a combination of old school and new school when it comes to power ratings, where he had this great article in Pointsford Weekly talking about Chris Andrews and Richie Baclieri and our guy Vinny Maliulo at, at, um, at VEASAN, where they're going off a lot of you know eye and feel test, whereas a lot of new age power rating setters are going off of advanced analytics, algorithms, you know, and I think, you know, the goal there is I have a lot of friends who are really good at math and they're setting their numbers and they can plug in any two teams based on their numbers and their models and projections and come up with the spread, you know, what it should be. So I don't think there's one or the other. I think you want to combine both methods overall. But just like you said, Ron, whether you're 75% analytics, 25% feel, whatever the definition is, whatever breakdown you have, the more work you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. But you're going to struggle. Your power ratings are going to be terrible when you first start. But you got to look at it as a long-term marathon, not a sprint. Each year, getting a little bit better, and then at some point, you know, a light will go off, and boom. You know, I predict this a six-point game. Odds makers open it at six. You know, that, that's the kind of thing where you know you, you've proven that you've done it correctly. Yeah, and it's just you feel more informed when you go in. When the spreads come out, you don't feel surprised. If you're going, aha. Uh-huh. And when you go, uh-uh, that's your chance to maybe make some money. So do you use a computer or do you use a longhand? Or, I mean, I guess where I'm going with this is if you're a, a wonk, then do you have an advantage? Or if you're a Luddite who doesn't know how to use the return button on a keyboard, are you better off using longhand? How do you feel about all the new technology? Yeah, I think it's tough because, you know, if you've been schooled in advanced math and, you know, you, you have a de- degree in economics and you're kind of in that school, I think it's a lot easier overall. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some old school ways of doing it as well. I mean, my power ratings aren't very good. I try to get them better each year. I think, you know, I lean on the experts big, like, you know, Sagarin and Ken Palm, but kind of like Steve said, I think with, with power ratings, it's not the end all be all. It's a starting point. It's a way to test how you're reading the market. It's a way to look for discrepancies. Like, I think Steve made a great point. You know, if the Chiefs, he has them 13 and a half, the books have it at 10, then there's something going on there. Either he mm-hmm. got that number wrong or the books got it wrong, and that makes you question, okay, am I off or are they off, that sort of thing. But to me, it's it's a great starting point. Again, great way to keep your finger on the pulse. But then what I look for is really market. What is the market saying? What is the market doing? Where's the public Where's the sharp action? I also compare a lot to historical data, looking at, you know, systems of, you know, I got this great edge on, let's say, road dogs, road divisional dogs in the NFL, plus the line opened here and it's moved here. So I kind of use those power ratings as a jumping off point, but really I'm excited to see what the market is doing. I think the market is really going to tell you where the sharp action is, where the liability is based on how the line moves or how it doesn't. It's so funny we've gone this far into the show, and I still flash back to what Steve said at the very beginning of your conversation, and that was look at scoring, look at something as simple as uh, yards allowed, and look at strength of schedule. If you're merely doing that, you're already ahead of the game. Exactly. That gives you a huge advantage overall. And, you know, just on the topic of NFL, Michael Lombardi always talks about, like, first half point differential, not just Mm -hmm. overall because – kind of the way you play the second half is based on how the first half went. So teams that are right. typically leading at halftime 
that's even more indicative of a good team overall or teams that are trailing at halftime. So again, the, the thing here is what's important to you? What stats do you put the most weight into? You know, just think of yourself. You've watched a lot of sports, been on a lot of sports. What are the characteristics of a winning team? What are the characteristics of a losing team? And if you can kind of incorporate those into your power ratings, that's really, really key. And then also, Ron, you know, you got to mention, too, there are kind of power ratings uh, for players as well, how they affect the point spread. You know, if LeBron's out, maybe he's worth, you know, roughly, what, like five points to a spread or Giannis, I think the best players around, you know, four or five points around there. Uh, but it can also be players, not just teams. And really, it's an endless uh, pursuit of, of trying to get an advantage based on doing the homework and creating your own ratings. Yeah, you can go crazy with the homework. I know a guy here in Las Vegas who has this big book, and he does it the old-fashioned way, and he gives a power ranking to every player on the two-deep, offense and defense, for every college football team in the FBS. Does every team, and, and he changes the numbers as the season wears on, and he does this most of the work in the offseason. And this guy has been very successful in the long term playing college football betting. That's a lot of investment of time. If you go that far, <laughs> God bless you. But I think there's a line you wrote in our notes for the show today. Have fun with it. Now, have fun with it can come to the bottom line, but I think part of it, too, it's like horse racing in some ways. I always come back to my sport of horse racing, that you're not going to win all the time. The sport can beat you up, but if you get down about it, then you're not having fun with it. But if you get in the conversation, you go, that's about how I think the race should have been run, and even though my horse might not have won, well, the next time around he might, and I had it figured out how this was going to go. The same thing applies to all sports. Totally agree, Ron. Yeah, you know, have fun with it. Make it your own. Um, be subjective. And, 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 you know, you can share it with no one. You can keep it to yourself. You, whatever you want to do. The goal is just to uh, try to identify value overall. I think you made a great point, too, you know, talking about college. Like uh, Paul Stone, who comes on VEASAN a lot, he even talked about, like, this is how crazy it can be. He's, you know, some of these guys give like a one through 10 ranking for every position. You know, mm -hmm. they go, go through the offensive line, running backs, yep. quarterback, everything by position groups, coaching, depth, awarding points, coming up with that. So I think what's important is the methods are different. Everyone's power ratings maybe are, you know, they derive from different areas, but the goal is always the same. Look for actionable discrepancies. Keep your finger on the pulse of a sport overall. And then, uh, and then ideally you're, you're using it to your advantage and, um, you know, getting down when, when you see perceived value. And it's just one more tool in the toolbox. But again, if it's tough to start with, just get going. You're going to be terrible. You'll get better. Lean on Sagar and Ken Palm, the, you know, the goats of power ratings. Uh, and then at VEASAN, will be there to help you as well, uh, VEASAN.com. Good place to go always to start out whenever the conversation comes up with sports gambling. All right, so the Apple app. Can we get this going? Can we actually make this thing happen? What are the chances we can actually make this thing happen? Oh man, it's a minus ten thousand favorite. We're gonna get that app up there, Ron. We're gonna, uh, yeah, we're gonna get it going, and we gotta, we gotta patent the, the name. But uh, yeah, I love it, and the Big Mac app as well. We gotta get that started. <laughs> All right, and if Matt Damon and Mini Driver are around, feel free to call in to endorse this thing. <laughs> All right, with Josh Applebaum, Ron Flatter here. This has been the Everything Guide to Sports Betting VSIN Podcast.
Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.